We kind of were coming down to the wire here and starting to really look into those individual position battles and those individual slots. And this year, you know, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And that's, you know, again, like you said, that's by design. You hope to have built competition where it's not always clear cut. And I'd say we have a, some tougher decisions to make this year than we did last year based on the level of competition and, and how the players have performed up to this point. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation kicking off hour number two of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And join us now on the phone lines is former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd. He's also a film director, a podcaster, uh, an actor. I, I, don't, I don't know, Kenny, is there a job out there that I haven't described that you do? Because I think you do a little bit of everything. Well, you don't. You only get one shot, and um, you know. Yeah, I, I I'm inspired by a lot of people around me, um, and you know, I, I spent so many years uh, being a police officer and then being a football player that I that I I feel I'm behind the curve when it comes to the filmmaking. So I got a lot to catch up on, and um, you know, I'm surrounding myself with nothing but the best uh, people around me. So with that. Yeah, you're doing a great job. You really are. And as much as I want to talk to you about football, I mean, you, you sent me your podcast, K-Shed Uncuffed, and it was talking about the, the Vegas project. And I'll tell you what, first of all, off top, Kenny, I mean, you tell a great story. You narrate a great story. I mean, you really, if you want to do a radio show, man, I know a guy, right? I mean, you, 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 you narrated that story really well on that podcast, man. Well, thank you. Thanks. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a joy to have a good editor. <laughs> <because> <laughs> Every once in a you know, every once in a while you got to go back because there's too many hmm and us. But uh, right. you know, once you clean all that up, it's it's. I've always had fun being able to tell stories. I think ever since uh, elementary school, uh, for creative writing uh, assignments, I would I would just take a moment to think about some funny stuff that would have twists for the kids to hear. So uh, here I am in a chance to to kind of in a grown man in a grown person's uh, form now possibly put some stuff on the big screen. And uh, but our our story needs to be uh, funny and important, but uh, entertaining as well. I'll tell you what, it's very entertaining. Again, K Shed Uncuffed. It was episode number twenty five that I was listening to, and it was about the Vegas project. And Kenny, this is a big deal, man. And you're telling the story about you know MMA and the fact that you really had no connections in the MMA world, but the Raiders happened to be here in Vegas, so you thought you'd make a call, and all of a sudden it's really blown up. I mean, how did all this come together? It was crazy. Um, a lot of it is, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm only saying that uh, uh, they're, they're uh, Vietnamese uh, from descent. So um, they live in San Francisco, the Bay Area. They're close friends of mine, but they're really good friends with, uh, his name's Dewey Nat, and he's like the number one fighter, a Muay Thai fighter in Vietnam. And he's like the big, big deal over there in Vietnam. So what they want to do is bring him over to the States and get them exposure over here to the States. So um, that's when they called me, and I said, well, you know, Vegas would be the perfect place, but I don't know anybody, uh, but let me call the Raiders and see. And sure enough, uh, you know, Mr. Dave Hartson, he, he knows everybody. He's Mark Davis is kind of like right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he made a couple phone calls, and he's like, I'll tell you what, call this guy, Ramon. And, and it was lights out after that. So it's crazy how it works. Vegas, that's just what Vegas does. It's so many, everybody's so channeled into each other and they take care of each other. 
Um, and it's a widespread network out there that everybody knows something about somebody. And I just made a couple phone calls, and it was, it was uh, taken care of. Yeah, we're talking with former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd and uh, Ramon. Ramon, who you're talking about, Ramon Montano. Uh, Montano uh, what, what about, tell us about him. He, he seems like such an interesting guy, and I heard the interview back and forth with you and him. He just seems like a, a guy that is a lot of fun. Uh, you took him to the, the game on, on a Sunday, the first preseason game against the Niners for Alumni Day. Just tell us about Ramon. <laughs> it was – I've seen him in so many different uh, uh, venues and spectrums now that I was surprised by his reaction to this, this NFL football game. It was, he was like a kid in a candy store – but his eyes were just so big at everything that he saw in this game. Um, and he's walking. We're walking behind, uh, you know, Marcus Allen and Ronnie Lott, and I know both those guys and uh, big, big fans, obviously. And he didn't really know who they were because this football world is so new to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Q, it's always been a, a goal of mine, to be honest with you, to connect the NFL world, which I love and I, uh, it's dear to me, with uh, – with like the professional sports world, uh, with uh, movie making, so this gives me the I the opportunity to tie all this in together. And um, Ramon, I know he's sincere because after our phone conversations and uh, we we made a, a plans to talk to each other, I came to his studio uh, with Cisco Ortega, the Black yeah. Hole uh, president, yep. and we both stood in the corner and watched him without him knowing we were there, and the way he interacted with the people at his gym was so so believably uh, uh, heartfelt. He was in these kids' face, but he was, like, like giving them their heart the whole time, and it wasn't for show. Right. This is how he does everyday life. He wants these guys to excel. And then when we jumped around the corner, he's like, hey, what's up? And then we turned into our, our business partner type of relationship. It was cool. Right, so right. He seems – he seems really cool. He seems really sincere. It sounded like he had a lot of fun being at that game. And, you know, the Vegas project that we're talking about, that is, that is something really good, and it's helping young people get, you know, get off the streets and do something positive. How much does that mean to you to be able to be a part of that as well? Well, so it's, you know, I, I have to, I have to uh, find the line, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I want to make a story about this, but also at the same time I have to pay respect to a professional sports that's that's very serious. You know, mm-hmm. these are people's careers and all that. So uh, me, I'm standing in the background from now until I learn a little bit more about uh, the sport itself right. and then understanding the business part. Uh, but I really feel like, like I can learn so much about uh, the boxing world from Ramon, not just the, you know, the actually arts of fighting, but uh, promoting as well. And um, he's so well respected in uh, Vegas. Well, now the fight's tomorrow. Yeah. Now imagine Manny Pacquiao, <laughs> and you know maybe maybe even and at some point I think that I can get uh, in, in contact with Dana White through uh, Ramon because he's friends with Dana White too. So there's so many opportunities to tie in so many different things um, out in Vegas, and it's it, Vegas is turning into the the, the new Hollywood anyway. So. Yeah, it is. You, if you know some people who want to be part of a film project, let me know, brother. Hey, you know, Kenny, you know me, man. I'll, I'll find you somebody. <laughs> I'll find you a I lot of people. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going back to you in November when we go. 
I'm telling you, I'll, I'll hook you up. Don't worry, I'll hook you up. But I did want to ask, I mean, you mentioned the event is tomorrow. It's at the Westgate Resort. Uh, Manny Pacquiao Jr. is going to be in the building, uh, part of the main event. Just how big is this going to be tomorrow? You know, um, Ramon, is, is, he's done this before. So um, a lot of it is like, hey, you know what, until I kind of like get the, the, the full exposure of what happens behind the scenes, how to set up uh, – the actual event and commission, get the commissioner license and, uh, you know, find the referees, you know, uh, I kind of have to learn from the, from the back seat and stuff. Yeah. So this one, this fight right here is just pretty much our, uh, kind of like, a, our first one out. Okay. But the second fight, uh, Q is going to be with me sitting in the front seat and kind of like helping regulate everything because now we're going to be flying, um, doing that, the, the Vietnamese fighter, in from Vietnam, and we're going to be setting up our second fight the same way. But I want to have a hand on that, and I want to be—I want to help pick his uh, opponent. Um, I want to uh, make sure that for the month of, uh, he's here, he's training well, uh, because this is a serious event. You know, I mean, this isn't like a game uh, to the to everybody. But at the same time, we're going to film the behind-the-scenes training that he makes until the until he starts fighting. We weren't able to set it up this particular time for this fight. It just went down too quickly. Yeah. And like I said, I was caught off guard on how well and how quickly this whole thing fell, fell together. I just had to say, okay, Ramon, you take this one, but the next one's going to be mine. Right, right. Well, sometimes that's how it is. And just buckle up, and sometimes it moves fast, right? And you've got to just try to keep up with it the best you can. But I, I have no doubt, Kenny, you'll be able to keep up with it. You've kept, kept up with everything else you've done. Again, film directing, podcasting, obviously a former Raider wide receiver, police officer. I mean, the list goes on and on. If, if there's a guy I got confidence in, Kenny, it's you. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you so much. Um, I got, we're just I got, getting started, though. Yeah. No, I know. I know you are, and I'm excited about this project, and I'm going to obviously continue to check out the podcast. Every time you drop them, K-Shed Uncuffed, I encourage everyone to go check it out. There's some really good stuff, and like I said, man, just the way that you told the story I thought was great, but I want to go back to Alumni Day and everyone being there at the Wind Club and over 300 former Raiders being there, including yourself. Yeah. How awesome is it that Mark Davis has that and does that each and every year? It's, it's unheard of. Uh, you know, even to this date, I'll – you know, because I used to play with the Jets and I used to play for Washington. I don't get anything from the Bears, so I don't think they do any type of reunion stuff uh, there. But the the little letters, I form letters I get from the Jets and Washington, it's just appears in comparison to anything that Mark Davis does. Uh, he doesn't do form letters. He does phone calls, and he lets his family know, former Raiders know, that we're always going to be part of the family. And when we do, when they do stuff, it gets bigger and bigger every year, and it's just like it, it's mind-blowing that, that all these things are open to, to the former Raiders. And all we really have to do now is just go enjoy a good football game. Um, right. and, it's, and, it's, and it's just like how his dad used to do, but a different flavor. You know? So, yeah, I think Vegas was the best thing to happen uh, for the Raiders for some time to come now. And um, you know, I think the Raiders are in the right place. Um, so yeah, it, it felt good to be around. I saw so many different people who I've seen them a lot in a while. Russell Maryland, one of my really, really mm. good friends. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just Ronnie Lott. I mean, come right. on now. I mean, holy crap, that's Ronnie Lott there. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and he's hanging out with you as if like you, you know, you were on his team back in the days and stuff. So it's it's fantastic personalities meeting meeting with some really cool uniforms to kind of don at the same time. 
you know, it's so funny. Me and Donald Penn, we did the pregame show at the Torch there that oh, day, right? And then I saw that. Yeah, and then we did the postgame show, and he, and he came down to the postgame show, and he said, Q, you should have came to the win club. It was it was phenomenal. There was tomahawk steaks. Q, you missed it. I was like, wait, why are you telling me this now? Why did you call me? <laughs> or bring one to you, right? Yeah. I mean, Q, you are making your mark in the city, man. So, uh, you know, but you have business you got to take care of first. You know, I'm sure you can say, hey, man, I'll eat later on. And that's what that's what I feed off of because, uh, you know, you're, you're on the production teams and stuff like that. Sometimes, man, when you get that flow going, you don't have time to eat, right? Right. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> don't remind me. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know, but, but yeah, you have to go to the next one. And um, you know what? It's probably going to be even bigger than it was this past year. That's just how Mark Davis does it. Just yeah. Crazy. I'm excited yeah. about it, and I just, I'm just i so happy when you guys are able to all get together, and I can tell that you know you guys have so much fun and get to interact with each other. And you know when they say once a Raider, always a Raider, they absolutely mean it, and that's what makes this organization so special. So what did you see? What, what have you seen from the Raiders so far in, in training camp and preseason, and especially that game against the 49ers where they pretty much dominated them? Well, so I'm going to answer that question in two different parts. Okay. The first part is that this, this uh, sea of red at a at a Raider game has yep. got to stop. Yep. That's um, that's on the football players, the current team right now. They're the only ones who can fix that. Yep. And I I really feel like that's going to be the case this year. Um, but unfortunately, uh, uh, some of some of these guys they just have to learn the hard way. Uh, when they saw uh, McDaniel's come in and they know who he learned from, which is Belichick, they should have known that the hijinks and the silliness. Um, has to stop, you know, mm-hmm. the st- stupid mistakes and the mental mistakes, uh, flags, penalties, that has got to stop because that that's been killing the Raiders for a long time. And I think that the McDaniels team has come in and they've gotten rid of those and they're bringing in the people who just are just smart football players. So with that, you give yourself a chance to win some football games. And I think that's what I've seen so far is I haven't seen very many mental mistakes or flags at all from the Raiders. Right. No, it's been pretty clean. It really has, and their defense has been creating turnovers. And, Kenny, you know that's been, a, that's been a problem for quite a while. And so if they could do that, play smart football, they're giving themselves at least a chance on Sundays, right? At least a chance. And then, then, then they're going to start seeing the, the, the silver and black, the seas of silver and black coming back. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, they have to embrace it. The young guys, they have to embrace the history. Um, you know, that's why – and that's another thing I think uh, – uh, Mark Davis is seeing how important the history is, so he's trying to connect the old with the new, and we're like sitting right there, hand in hand with our current players, and that to me was so mind blowing. I could literally, almost if I wanted to, give a high five to number eighty four, and that was my number back in the days. Yeah, and I found myself like a kid taking photos of number eighty four running around and picturing myself. That was me back in the days, and it was cool. <laughs> he was he was representing. I right, that was great. Right. Uh, I can only imagine how cool that was. That just I didn't even I've never even thought of it like that. But you know, with the Raiders obviously not retiring numbers, uh, your numbers out there, all these players' numbers are out there. I'm sure when they look out and they see that number, you probably imagine yourself being out there on the field. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 wild. Um, yeah, obviously there's some things that I wish I would have done uh, oh, better back when I played. Um, you know, I mean, I just I wasn't when I grew up in in, in college. I wasn't a natural receiver, mm-hmm. so 
Uh, had I known back in the days what I'm seeing now is that, you know, route running uh, is super important as a, as a receiver, especially when you get into pros. And then so now I'm just like reveling like, man, these guys are really, have, they've really figured it out. And mm-hmm. I think it comes down to really good coaching. Um, you know, the receiver coaches and stuff are, are really, really doing a better job of making sure that receivers are out there just running some uh, – that's what Antonio Brown brought to the table. He was a nutcase, but he can run some serious, serious routes, bro, yep. and, um, and catch the ball, and that's what these guys are doing now. Yeah, they they really are. And, and uh, Kenny, we'll close out with this. Speaking of wide receivers yeah. that can run really good routes, when you look out there and you see 17, you see Devontae Adams, what do you think of? I, I see somebody who has something to prove. Um, I it, sometimes I think I know what it is, which is to win a Super Bowl. Um, uh, I and just he has all the talent. He's prototypical size, speed, and everything. Um, you know, I don't know if he's embracing the Raider way yet. You know, I mean, you have a style and swagger about yourself when you're when you're representing the Raider. Raiders and stuff like that, and, and it has to show off out there on the field. You know, right. you're, you're playing for the fans. You're not yeah. necessarily playing for stats and all that stuff. You're playing for the stands or the fans in the stands, and you're trying to rev that place up. You're trying to hike the place up, and then they'll lead you to the freaking uh, win zone. Yeah. So I'm waiting for Devonte to kind of embrace the Raider Nation, and then it'll be reciprocated back. And um, I just think he's used to the 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 uh, Green Bay way, but the Raider way is a little bit different, man. It's all about the fans in the in the in, in the seats. Yeah, in my opinion. No, no, you're right, and I'll tell you what, Raider Nation loves them. So Devontae Adams, and you know, he had a heck of a season last year. I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do this year, and hoping that uh, Jimmy G and him could get on the same page uh, early and get on the same page often. Well, Kenny, fantastic stuff yes. again. Your podcast, K Shed Uncuffed. Uh, you're on Twitter at K Shed Uncuffed as well. Uh, wh- wh- when do you know when the next episode's dropping? I know you only drop it when you got something to say, but it's, you got another one coming out soon. <laughs> I have a I have a best friend that I want to give a little love to. His okay, name is Robert Lacey. So I'll probably be talking to him tomorrow, and then hopefully this week coming up, um, you know, we can get that out there. You you'll hear some some crazy stories from back when I grew up, when I had to, you know, run all the way from one side of the city to the other side of the city. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, I, I learned some stuff growing up. <laughs> it, it was a bad thing. I was just being a kid. A kid being a kid, that's all. Hey, you know, didn't, didn't we all? I think we've all been there, done that. So that's <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing wrong with that, Kenny. It's, it's so great to catch up with you, man. Uh, feel free to reach out at any time, and, and we'll definitely collaborate and make some things happen. Thank you, Q. It's been a pleasure, brother. You take care, okay? Go ahead. All right, my man. Appreciate you. There he goes. Kenny Shedd, former Raider, wide receiver, film director, podcaster at K Shed Uncuffed. K Shed Uncuffed is a podcast. Really good stuff. The Vegas Project he's talking about. And uh, that's a good dude right there, man. I just enjoy talking, chopping it up. It's like we're sitting around and, uh, you know, having a couple cold beverages and just hanging out and, and ch- talking up shop, man. So really good stuff there with Kenny Shedd. Hopefully you appreciate that as well. 319 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Got plenty of text, plenty of calls to get to. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. With your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got a tweet from Lil Al Davis at your boy Q254 at RR 920 AM at RE Produces. That was an epic interview by Q with former Raiders wide receiver Kenny Shedd. So many great topics. Hashtag alumni gave me goosebumps. Lil Al Davis, thank you for the tweet. We appreciate you. And Kenny's just a good dude. There's certain people 
I like to take a lot of pride in my interviewing skills. I think that they're pretty good. But there's certain people that are just easy to talk to, and they're fun to talk with, right? And it's, I guess I shouldn't even say talk to, talk, talk with. Talking with people is different than talking to them. And I think that Kenny is one of those guys that from day one, when we first started having conversations, not on the radio but off the radio, it was like, yeah, this is a good, genuine dude. Bryce Butler's the same way. Good, genuine dude, former Raider wide receiver, Real, really good guy. Uh, James Jones, he's another guy. I don't know why I'm picking all wide receivers, but, I mean, it's just guys that I've talked to as of late. Like, they're just some genuine dudes. Like Amber Theo Harris, for example. You know, I, I started hanging out with her in, the, in the, the press box at games, and, you know, she'd share her notes and I'm sharing my notes, and we're pointing out things and we're talking ball, and it's like, hey, you're really cool. <laughs> you want to do some radio together? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's really cool. So certain people make it so easy to talk with, and I could definitely appreciate that. And Kenny is definitely one of those guys. Tao Johnson, he joins the show sometimes uh, from M-Ride. He's fantastic. Lincoln, obviously, is great. I mean, Lincoln, man, <laughs> EA. I mean, the, sometimes the job is a little easier than it looks, right? I mean, you know, if you can hold a conversation worth the salt, you can have a good conversation. I will say this. Uh, my man my man Vegas just hit me up in the middle of that, that conversation I was having with Kenny and said, you're trying to give everybody a radio show. Because I told, I told Cassie she could have a radio show. I told Kenny he could have a radio show. And I said, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, man, I mean, if you can, you can hold your own and have a good conversation, why not? Right? The more, the more, uh, the more great talent we have on the radio station, the better as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Vegas just noticed that, though. Uh, that was good. Got a text from uh, the 803. This is from Snake Man, uh, the quintessential Q. Hey, man, not digging these new age short nicknames. Let's go old school. Multiple syllables like these. Since he was officially activated off IR during a massive storm off the West Coast, Tyree Typhoon Wilson. <laughs> okay. We once had the ghost. Now we have the mayor. Nasty Nesta Silvera. Jerry Kill Bill Tillery. Robert Lane Splitter Spillane. Drake No Breaks Thomas, Marcus, you feel me now? Peters, Jakob the Panzer Johnson, and finally Aiden the Rifleman O'Connell. That's from Snake Man right there. I don't know if any of those names will stick, Snake Man, but you put in a lot of work there, brother. <laughs> you put in a lot of work. I'm not mad at you at all. Uh, I like that. That was great. That was fantastic. All right, what I would like your quite a few be? of those, too. Yeah, I know. What would your nickname be? For me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, your name is Ari. You're Ari. You're a, Anxious a, Ari, I guess, because the you, phone's ringing. <laughs> you're, you're a great producer. No, I'm trying to think of your skill set. You're, you're a great producer. And I mean, of all things, not just radio shows. I mean, <laughs> music, everything. You do a fantastic job. So it's got to be something with some kind of technical things. Yeah. I don't know. We'll think about it. You go answer the phone. We'll think yes. about it. Yes. <laughs> Ari the Assassin. Do something good for your country, man. Answer the phone. Right? I do like acronyms, though. <laughs> okay, there you go. Snake Man, that was good stuff, man. Really good text. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, this was from the 707. Hey, Q, I was wondering if you can clarify something that has come up on the show often, including today, that I'm just not comprehending. It's been discussed that the overtaking of opposing fans in Allegiant is due to product on the field. For me, that would be considered a fair-weather fan base. That has never been the Raiders. This overtake never happened in Oakland, no matter if there was only three wins. We always made fun of fans that only showed up uh, when their team is good. If you can make sense of all this, since it's hard to witness, and I solely blame the team moved to a tourist area, I'd appreciate it and hopefully relax on this. Not used to seeing this. That's from the 707. And, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm one of those that believe that the winning will, will cure some of it. It's not going to cure it all. You're right. It's a tourist city. It's Las Vegas. And I'll also say 
that even though I was in the stands in Oakland when it was a three-win team and it was filled with silver and black and nobody else, that's because nobody else wore other colors. But, look, I was there at the very last game that ever played in Oakland against the Jaguars, and there was a lot of Jaguar fans there. There was a ton of Jaguar fans there. So I, I will say that for a while there was a nice run when if you were an opposing fan, you didn't really show up to the games, or if you did, you didn't wear your colors. But that didn't last that long. I mean, let's not get it twisted. It didn't last that long. Now, it doesn't look like it looks here. You know, you're absolutely right about that. Winning is going to cure a lot of that. But like you said, it is a tour city. It's Las Vegas. Who doesn't want to go to Las Vegas for three days? Right? So there's, there's obviously that element to it. So it's not going to go away 100%. But if this team goes out there and starts winning and, looks, and starts having a, an advantage at home, it'll be a lot less of it than what we see right now. Right now it's an absolute takeover. And it's, it's embarrassing, like Kenny said. It's, it's absolutely embarrassing right now, especially when it's red. All that red that there, there was the last two weeks of the season, the Niners and the Chiefs, and then the Niners in the preseason game, that's not, that's not what anybody wants to see from Raider Nation. I know I look out and I'm like, damn. And, and then Josh Jacobs had mentioned it before, too. It's in a black stadium. So not only is it red, but it's, it's brighter because the stadium is dark. So that's unfortunate as well. Hell, my family was in town. They're Niner fans. <laughs> right now, I wasn't mad at them because that's my family. But – that's just what it is. I mean, people want to come to Vegas. So you're, you're, you're right about it's a tourist city and that there's always going to be fans that show up. There's no doubt. But it won't be as thick as it is right now if the Raiders make a habit of winning on the field. Hell, I can go back to the first game when there was fans in the stands. That first Monday night football game, everyone on this station did our shows from there that day. Monday night football, Baltimore Ravens were in town. There were some Ravens fans in town. There were some Ravens fans in town. It wasn't massive packed out like it was or like it has been the last well especially the last couple games of the regular season last year it was really bad so they've got to do that but if they establish the the winning oh and the other side note on that you talked about the fair weather friends i'm not gonna lie to you there's a lot of people that have season tickets here in town that have them as investments and that's just i mean that's just the the let's just keep it a buck right <laughs> I don't, i don't have any reason to lie to you I don't get paid by nobody, but but Lotus Broadcasting, you know. So I, it doesn't it doesn't make me any difference if I tell you the truth. I mean, I got to tell you the truth. There's people in this city that are not lifelong Raider fans that know that they can get an investment and flip their tickets for someone that wants to come from out of town, and they can flip them for a lot of money. And there's season ticket holders that are Raider fans that are like, yeah, I don't want to go there because well, the game they haven't done what they're supposed to do. So instead, I will sell my tickets and I'll get my investment back because it's a whole hell of a lot of money. I mean, I know how much preseason tickets were, right? I bought a handful of tickets for, for my family uh, for that, that 49er game, and that was a nice chunk of change. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't cheap, and that was a preseason game. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes in, into it. Winning will be the first step for sure, but they've got to win, and they've got to win consistently. Right now, they don't have a winning record at home. That's a problem. They start turning that thing around. They can start turning a lot of things around. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to L.A. Talk to our guy, Gangsta Gangster. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's happening? And um, I'm going to give you an example. Like, this Saturday when we had the game out here in L.A., I was giving tickets to the game. You know what I'm saying? I gave them two tickets, and I couldn't find either one of my sons, so I had an extra ticket. To make a long story short, I went to the liquor store. I said, the first Raider fan I see – I'm taking him to the game with me, and that's what I did. I found this Raider dude from Compton, and we went and kicked it at the game. You know, so I made a new friend and everything. And I say that to say this. Even if you are a Raider fan and you have season tickets and you're trying to um, sell the tickets 
you can sell the tickets to other Raider fans. True. You know what I'm saying? You probably yep. get more money from Raider fans if you sell them to them than we than you would from any other any other team, especially LA Raider fans. We got money out here in LA and we're willing to pay what we need to pay for our tickets out here. So before you sell your tickets to a um forty niner, a Bronco fan, a Eagle fan, or any other kind of fan, sell it to a Raider fan first. And yeah. you probably make more money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if you need it just for the money, think about it like that. Raider fans will pay more than any other fan will pay to get into that stadium. Think about it like that. If you if you sell out thinking about it like that, sell it to a Raider fan. And that's like what I did. I could have gave a ticket to anybody, but I, I wanted to um have another Raider fan come with Gangster Raider to the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's yeah. how it's supposed to be. If you're a Raider fan, sell it to another Raider fan. All right, Q. And I also want to say – um. As far as the Job Jacobs watch, please tell me something. To have you have you heard anything or seen anything, or even in your bones? Have you have your bones felt anything about Josh Jacobs? Come, on, I need something to reassure me that Josh Jacobs is going to be here for Week One against Denver. Have you heard anything? Oh yeah, my- and you 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 was at my second. Well, you know my two favorite places in Vegas is the Raider Tavern, Tavern Grill, and Circa. And you were you was at Circa yesterday. Them my two favorite places in Vegas: the Raiders Tavern Grill and Circa, especially the Circa Swim. Yep. Oh man, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? You, you doing it up, Q? You know what I'm saying? You making a name for yourself in Vegas. I'm proud of you. You're making me proud, Q. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I'll just say this: when it comes to Josh Jacobs, my bones tell me that something's coming close. Something's coming soon. That's what my bones tell me: is that something's coming soon. So I think that Raider Nation could feel pretty good that Josh Jacobs is going to be signing sooner rather than later, and I do believe he'll be ready for week one. I don't know what capacity that is, if it's 15, 20 carries, if it's 10 carries, whatever the case may be, but my bones tell me something's coming soon when it comes to Josh Jacobs, and I'll just leave it at that because, again, until we know something, we don't know something, but I feel like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I appreciate you. And you know, the thing about it is I'm glad you brought up L.A. because L.A. technically is – well, the Chargers in the Rams stadium. But who dominated it? The Raiders, right? I mean, because the, the Raider fan base is large in L.A. We know that. Gangster Raiders in L.A. Like he said, he went down to the corner store and, get, and got a, got someone to go with him to the, to the game. I mean, it's a, it's a massive, massive fan base of Raider fans there in L.A. Where Vegas is still, honestly, I mean, hell, we're still trying to teach everyone, give them the history of, of – of the Raiders for those that weren't already Raider fans. There's there's obviously a lot of folks that are here that were natural Raider fans to begin with, but there's a lot that weren't, right? Vegas for the longest was a UNLV city. Ari could tell you. Ari's been here a lot longer than I was, right? I mean, Ari, you, hop on, man. I mean. I've been in radio long enough to tell you how right. everything I mean, is different. Before the Golden Knights got here and the Raiders got here, it was literally UNLV city. Yeah, and, and I, I will just say, too, that was a hot ticket, like, Right. You got to go to a UNLV game, especially the basketball, honestly. Yeah. It was really cool. Uh, I mean, they were up and down winning-wise, but, yeah, that was, the, that was like, the thing. Right. Now they can't give away a ticket. Yeah, I mean, eh. No, they can't give away a ticket right now. I mean, I, I also think that has to do with winning a little bit. You're probably right anyway. No, it is. It's, it has, help. it's got it really a lot help. to do with winning. They cannot give away a ticket. They, they cannot say, Ari, you announce on the radio the first 15,000 people will get into Allegiant Stadium for free for UNLV football and see how many people show up. It ain't gonna be fifteen thousand. Right. I support them, but it ain't gonna be fifteen thousand. No, no, you're right. I, I mean, the one thing at least there's some options now. If you want to, you know, you have a couple different right. things you could do. But yeah, everybody. I'll say this is another way you could tell. I work in sports radio. My friends and people know that. And so, like, 
I've been hearing it for years, and it just it just morphs into what? First it was, oh, man, can you get VGK tickets, Golden right. Knights tickets? Yep. Which then became, oh, man, can you get Raiders tickets? Right. Well, we all know the answer to that. How about this? I mean, this you want to you want to really kind of put a bow on this conversation. It really it really helps explain this whole situation with Vegas and professional sports. Before long before I was ever here, um, Doug Doug who does a great job. Sometimes he fills in for for JT. Uh, Doug and and a lot of others they were on ESPN Las Vegas. There was no Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. They were on ESPN Las Vegas and they went to the Super Bowl just like we went to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, in Phoenix and we went to the Super Bowl in L.A. and the NFL, listen to me when I say this, the NFL recognized that they were from Las Vegas and wouldn't even let them ask a question in the press conference. No, 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 you guys are from Vegas. You can't ask a question. You know, when the commissioner speaks to, to the media, he has his, uh, his statements that he makes. Doug tried to get some questions in, and they said, you're from Vegas, you don't know, and they pushed him off. And, that's, that's and that the, tells the you all you need to know. Was that just general, or is that with the betting thing, or is all no? It's because everything in Vegas was all surrounded with betting, and they okay, didn't yeah. want anything to do with it. So they, yep. so hell, the hell, be damned with Vegas. I mean, that would never change at all. Right, right. No, until they found out how to make money themselves. <laughs> it is literally night and day by what yeah. it is now. For versus there them. was a time when I was still at ESPN Central Texas, which was based in Waco, Texas, little tiny ass Waco, Texas. I was still there, <laughs> and I didn't go to the Super Bowl in New York. Kofi on the company went to the Super Bowl in New York. The radio station that was I was at, not that I was there because I didn't go there. I didn't want to be in the cold, so I didn't go. The radio station, ESPN Central Texas, had a better seat in that convention room than ESPN Las Vegas, which is in a much bigger market. You know how radio works, Ari. Yeah. Your market size matters. That's, that's Vegas insane. is a much bigger – Waco, Texas is market 199. We're, we're, Vegas is top 30. Yeah. And they sat them in the back of the room because it's Vegas. And, oh, don't look at Vegas. We don't want to look at them. Those are the problem childs over there. The disrespect. And now. Look at us now. <laughs> and now every, now the, the damn, they want to be here for the draft. They're having the Super Bowl this year. They've had the Pro Bowl. Right? They, they, can't, they can't keep out of Vegas. They didn't want nothing to do with it a couple years ago. And that's just a few years ago. That's a handful of years ago. I'm not yeah. talking 25 years ago. I'm talking like five. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Like five Easily. or six at the most. How long has VGK been here? Six years? Yeah, just finished their six okay, year. Okay, so maybe seven or eight years, Vegas was still the black sheep of the family. And I think even when we were to- when there were like rumors or substantiated rumors that you know this team's coming or this organization yeah. or this experience, so it was still kind of like touch and go for a little bit. It didn't right. matter then even. It, it was until everything started really popping off. And now look at us, like I said, everyone – Everyone wants to be involved somehow. Everyone. You know how Literally. I know everyone wants to be in Vegas? I, if I let you see my phone, oh, if sure. I let you go through my phone for 15 minutes and you count how many people ask me for a job on my phone, text message me almost every day. Q, you hiring? Q, my family will move. Q, this. Q, that. I got a laundry list of people that would love to work in Las Vegas because you know why? Everyone wants to be in Vegas now. They know the NBA's coming. Major League Baseball's on the way. It's the hottest thing going. Yes. It's just, it just is what it is. And I know that everyone's not going to accept that and appreciate that. But now, all of a sudden, Vegas is embraced where before it's like everyone gave the middle finger to Vegas. Get right or get left. Simple. I like there that. That's go. a good one, Ari. It's probably the best thing you've done all day, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's the best thing you've done all day, brother. Let's go out to the phone lines, man. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Raider Dave in Denver. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? 
Hey, man, I've been thinking about the quarterbacks and playing on Saturday, and I just do not see the risk-reward for playing O'Connell. If he's hurt and everybody's talking about Jimmy G being glass, then what the heck do we do with Chase Garbers and Hoyer for the rest of the year? I'd like to see more from Chase. I bet Chase would love to play, and if they're going to leave him off the practice squad, give the guy a bone and let him uh, have some film. But Hoyer certainly needs to practice. I mean, I just don't see how the risk-reward is going to help all that much with O'Connell playing. Do you think about that at all? That's funny. Raider Dave, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you. You know what's awesome about that call? And I do think he's going to play. But three weeks ago, nobody would have been like, yeah, I don't know about the risk-reward on paying O'Connell, right? That's what he's earned, though. He's earned that. That's what's awesome. He has earned the right for Raider Dave to call and say, you know what? I think the Raiders should protect that guy because what happens if, if Jimmy gets hurt? That's awesome. That's a tip of the cap to, to Aiden O'Connell. I mean, that's something that on the pregame show tomorrow I'm going to mention. I'm going to talk about that on the pregame show tomorrow because, again, he's earned the fact and the earned the right The Raider Nation is like, yeah, God to protect him. I, I love that call, Raider Dave. I think that that's phenomenal. I really do. I mean, that tells you how quickly the stock has grown and the legend has built <laughs> of Aiden O'Connell that we're talking about, eh, Maybe just protect that guy. Let Chase Garbers go do it. Do it. Let Brian Hoyer, the 15-year vet, let him go out there and do what he do. That's awesome, Ari. I, I think that that's great. He also corrected me. I mean, there's various ones, but it's uh, it is get right on or get left out. Oh, so you still According. messed it up? No, I did not. I know what I hear. It's 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 a. I've heard it. You did it wrong. You just said you you did as it wrong. As cliche as this is gonna sound, I've heard it in a hip hop song. Hey man, so ring the legit. bell on him. Hey hey man, ring the bell, man. Ring the bell on him. <laughs> Ring the bell. Act like we're in the Indicut Barbershop. Ring the bell on them. That's anytime someone says something false or stupid or something that's just like, you know it's absolute BS, Man. Then, then my barber D or else, or else Q. It's funny. There's another barber. There's a barber named Q. A lot of times we'll he'll get the bell rang on him, but, you know, they'll just say, hey, man, ring the bell on him. So now that you messed that saying up, go ring the and bell I on him. I didn't him, mess man. anything up. You could ask Kelly Price. You could ask g Easy. <laughs> And Google, because <laughs> I'm going to talk to Kelly Price. Because I heard something in a rap song, so it's got to be right. No, that's it means the same thing. You know what it is. But thank you, Raider Dave. That was, that was awesome. That's funny. <laughs> uh, one more text, and then we'll take a break. This is from Raider Chavez in the 916. Steelers fans used to come deep to Oakland. That's Raider Chavez. Oh, he, he followed up with this. In Oakland, I went to every game with the Sacramento Raider Rooters. With Raiders in Vegas, I can only go once or twice a year. I do like Vegas. I just can't go often. That's Raider Chavez in 916. Yeah, it's expensive. It's the most expensive t- uh, ticket in the NFL. It's just there's no, there's no doubt about it. And that's what happens with bright, shiny, and new, right? I, I, love, the, I love a Cadillac Escalade, but the new one's going to be a little bit more expensive than the old one, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, you can I'm go and get, get it. You, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I just don't have no common sense. But you can go, you can go and get an old car, right, and, and, and pay, you know, a little bit less. Or you can go get something brand new with all the bells and whistles, and you're going to pay more for it. That's just, I mean, that's just the reality of it. And believe me, <laughs> believe me, when you get that bill in the mail, you're like, damn. <laughs> Maybe that old one wasn't that bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could have held on to it for another year. All right, give me a loan. Vegas Jess, hook a brother up, man. Oh, Do something I'm, good I'm the guy country. that's giving you a loan? Yeah, Somebody. You, better that, you better get that used model then. Yeah, right, that part. <laughs> that part 343 is the time we'll take a quick break come back close out our number two of the show it's radio nation radio 920 
But I was thinking about it before the game. Because, you know, rookies sometimes, or just anybody uh, in general, just getting in the end zone, you kind of freeze up, you don't know what to do. So I was contemplating what I was going to do. If I scored, if somebody else scored. So I'm like, okay, this is what they do. So I ran down there, and I was just flapping my arms. And, you know, uh, I was just having fun. You know, I hope nobody, you know, take it the wrong way. But, you know, it's just ball and having fun out there and just, just enjoying it. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson, after the Colts scored a touchdown, he had a good time and he did the Fly Eagles fly. And I'm sure some folks got offended, but it's a preseason game. It's against third stringers. Ari just rolled his eyes. I saw a lot of hate. No, I'm not really – I don't have a problem with it, but my goodness, the hate. The hate was intense. I mean – you look, you're in Philly, you're in the belly of the beast. Probably that probably wasn't the best place to try out, you know, <laughs> doing their own little their own symbolism, but whatever. You know, again, it's a preseason game. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm interested to see, look, if Anthony Richardson should be should be worried about something, it ain't if he's fly eagle flying, it's who the hell's gonna be in the backfield for him when he's out there starting at the beginning of the season. Is he gonna have Jonathan Taylor? Is he going to have Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> right? That's what he should be worried about. I know Raider Nation's worried about Josh Jacobs. I ain't worried about Josh Jacobs. He'll be there. He going to be there. I ain't worried about him. I'm worried about Jonathan Taylor and what he could do for Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Like, they, he, they need as much help. <laughs> Man, they need as much help as possible. And a guy that's only got 13 career starts in college definitely needs plenty of help. So that's what Anthony Richardson should be doing. He should be on the phone right now with Jonathan Taylor. Like, hey, man. Hey, man. Let's just work this thing out. Come on back home and let's uh, let's figure this out. And uh, I know you need to get your money, but man, I need you. I need, he he's got to make him feel wanted. Hang out he with could. him in the parking lot outside the uh, man practice facility. He better do something. Right. Max Crosby. Yeah, oh, I know. He's got to do something. We threw the question out there to you at seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Don't be broke. Dot com text line is six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. What's the position battle that intrigues you the most? Who are the vets that the Raiders brought in? Or who is the vet that the Raiders brought in this offseason that you believe will have the biggest impact? For me, when it comes to battles, the cornerback room, there's no doubt. Especially for what could be one, maybe two spots. I'm looking at a Meek, Sam Webb, and David Long Jr. as guys that are battling it out. I think Duke Shelley may just slide in there and be able to hold on to that spot. But I'm looking at a Meek again. I hate that I do this to him every year, but I did. Sam Webb, who was an undrafted free agent last year. David Long Jr., who hasn't really done too much of anything so far during training camp preseason as far as I'm concerned. I'm looking at those three in particular. And at the wide receiver room, you know, the complete opposite. Keelan Cole, Cam Sims, Christian Wilkerson, DeAndre Carter. Four different wide receivers do four different things, four different styles. DeAndre Carter, smaller, fast. Christian Wilkerson, kind of your prototypical wide receiver, got good hands and good footwork. Cam Sims, he's got size like no other. Six foot five, can go up and high, high point the ball. And Keelan Cole is just, it's kind of Keelan Cole, right? Just You, you kind of don't really expect a whole lot from him, but he just seems like he's always in, in the right place at the right time, especially with Aiden O'Connell. Seems like he's on the same page with him early and often. So those are just a couple of the battles that I'm looking for. But want to hear from you. Again, 702-365-9200 in the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk to Nick Shook from NFL.com. He is our go-to guy. Uh, talk all things NFL. We'll talk some Jonathan Taylor. We'll talk, uh, you know, maybe some Josh Jacobs. We'll, we'll, we'll have plenty of conversation with Nick Shook coming up at 4 o'clock. Mailman Raider hit us up and said, Q, biggest impact, in my opinion, will be Jimmy. But I'm also going to say Brian Hoyer, not on the field, but for Mr. Mustache, Aiden O'Connell, in terms of coaching him up. 
God forbid Jimmy goes down, Aiden O'Connell must be ready to go. And I'll be paying attention to the backup quarterback, specifically Amik. I don't know what it is, but I always just find myself rooting for him. So really hope he makes a team. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, I said this on yesterday's show that I think that Brian Hoyer has a, has a spot on the, on the roster. I think he's valuable to the team. I don't think he's valuable for the team on the field. I think he's valuable for the team and Aiden O'Connell's development. Once the season starts, there is no attention put on the third-string quarterback.